Hey, welcome to Remarkable Results Radio and podcast episode 419. Carm Capriato here, and we've got a panel discussion on technician mentoring and training. Here's a taste. The mentoring part of it, for our, for what we're doing anyway, is if he's going to sell that high-end product, which is really what it is, and get a good but fair money for it, yeah. he's got to have the product to back it up. Yeah, he does. So he's got to have the technicians that have that technical ability that can then keep up with the new factory scans that they purchase, or some of the other tool examples or techniques that we teach, mm-hmm. or the logical processes, they feed one another. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, Carm here, and Remarkable Results Radio is proud to partner with Napa Auto Care and the upcoming 2020 Napa Expo. Now, do you want to keep up on the latest innovations in the auto care industry? Well, I'm, I'm sure you do. Then join Napa in Las Vegas April 6th through 9th, 2020, to discover the latest innovations in the auto care industry. This is an event you just don't want to miss. Contact your Napa store to learn more. So glad to have you here on the Aftermarket Super Learning Highway, where we talk about the business of the aftermarket. And make no mistake, we talk big ideas here. If you're new to the Aftermarket's premier podcast, being a perpetual student is your highest professional goal. And keeping pace with business strategies and tech makes the podcast possibly your most personal learning tool. In this episode 419, I have the honor to sit with Scott Shotton from the Drivability Guys and Eric Ziegler from Easy Diagnostic Solutions and a trainer at the Drivability Guys. Now, Dave Demmons also here, owner of Dave's Car Care in Glendora, Arizona, and Gerson Cardacci, a technician at Dave's Car Care. Hey, by the way, we interviewed in our Vision 2019 studio. Find the talking points, bios, and more at remarkableresults.biz slash E419. Okay, this episode is driving the discussion of technician mentoring and the need for assisting shops in developing their technicians. Now, not only keeping a seasoned technician current, but in developing bench talent. This just may be one of the most important developments on lifting the technician's learning to a new level in a new way. This discussion on how one training company is creating a new way to learn and bring accountability to educating our current and future technicians is here for you now. Hey, a warm welcome to, oh my God, look at this panel. Oof, man, this, you talk about a power panel. I'm here at Vision 2019, uh, studios. I've got Scott Shotton, drivability guys. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Carm. How are you? Great. Post-secondary trainer. And you know, what's so really cool about Scott is it's just fresh off the press episode 408. Yeah. Just last week, right? Yeah. Thanks for being on, man. Eric Ziegler is with us, Easy Diagnostic Solutions and trainer for drivability guys and automotive seminars. Hello, man. Hey, how are you, Carl? Always been a great contributor. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Oh, man. And Dave Denman from Dave's Car Care, Glendale, Arizona. Carm, how you doing, everybody? It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and you know what? You're a long way from home, man. Made the trip several times here and came to the first vision, changed my life, and uh, it's uh, just amazing to see what Jerry Holcomb and Doug Stoll did with their vision, yeah, yeah. 1992. And also with us is Gerson Katakachi from Dave's Car Care. Uh, work for, you work for Dave? Yes, I do. Great. I think you may be the benefit of our discussion here, right? Yes. Cool. Scott, you put this together. And there, there's something that you guys are doing that I think is really cutting edge in the industry. And I really want to talk about it because I don't think, frankly, uh, Eric, I think you, you talked about it with me at Apex. Yeah, we, we broached the subject. We, uh, we, in my... Um, yeah. 
you Bob and, Greenwood you and interview Bob Greenwood. when we were talking about creating a culture of learning in the shop. Yeah. I think part of the example came up uh, with uh, Dave's uh, car care and the pilot group we have in Arizona, and we rolled out, officially had the rollout for Vision this year with uh, Easy Tech Mentors. So. Easy Tech Mentors. Easy as in my initials. Yeah. Tech Mentors. The website is easytechmentors.com. Okay. I'm so intrigued. Tell me about it. Um, it basically came out of a conversation with Craig O'Neill, who was a podcast alumni, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh, works for Auto Text Me. And we were riding Division and had a long six and a half hour drive. He was talking about how Bob Greenwood uh, had been such a wonderful input in his life as a management coach and as a life coach. And I was kind of playing devil's advocate. And he was telling me about the advantages of having management coaching and you know, raising your labor rate and having the right gross profit on parts, things of that nature. And I kind of sarcastically said that you can have all the management coaching in the world, but if you can't have technicians that fix cars, it's all for naught. So I had said what you need in conjunction with management coaching is, or management mentoring is technician mentoring. And if I could tell you the look on both he and Mike Prosciutto's face when I said it, their eyes got as big as pie plates. And they said, that's a really great idea. So I kind of planted the seed. Uh, I'd had a talk with Bob Hype about it and uh, earlier, maybe a year earlier or so, and it had kind of been in the back of my brain. And I was at Apex, must have been, it was Apex, not last year, the year before. And we were at Oscars um, having dinner with George Manchu and my wife and unfortunately the late, great Harley, Harvey Chan. And Harvey had said to me, you know, are you going to relocate to Jacksonville when your wife retires? And Jacksonville, Florida is where um, we're probably going. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you're going to do mobile in Jacksonville. I said, I haven't decided. And Harvey said, you know, doing mobile in Jacksonville would be too hard, Eric. You need to train more, do more training. And I had coupled that and I had told him about my mentoring idea. And Harvey was a great mentor to a great, great, great many of us. And he said, I think that's a great idea. So I had about like four great ideas on it and it kind of got the ball rolling and fast forward to Mr. Gerson. Um, when Dave called me up. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, stop there. Don't, don't jump too far ahead. Dave picks up the phone and calls you, right, Dave? Yeah, I was, uh, up in Carson City, Nevada and I interviewed Gerson. Uh, it was thinking outside the box, got a resume on Sunday night. Looked at it, talked to Gerson Monday morning, and my question at the end of the conversation was, is where are we having dinner Thursday night? And he kind of said, well, how's that going to work? You're in Carson City. I'm in Phoenix. I said, I'll be in Carson City Thursday night. So I jumped on an airplane, went up, sat down, had dinner with Gerson. I'd already spoken to Eric about it. When I got done, I said, okay, I've done my job. Wait now you do yours. The phone call with Eric went like how? <laughs> hey, I'm interviewing this guy, and I've got all my skill set used up, and you need to talk to him from the technical side. We traded phone numbers around, and okay. uh, he had a conversation with Gerson. So you did a small interview with Gerson. 
very reluctantly, I said to Dave, I'm not an HR department. I don't know anything about interviewing <laughs> that's, people. That's really Dave is a rather persistent individual. He doesn't take no very easily. Uh-huh. And he says, I want you to do this. Will you please do this for me? And I was like, no, I really don't want to do this. And he says, what is your reluctance? And I said, what if the guy turns out to be a dud? And Dave said, in very Dave fashion, he says, in 38 years of being business, Eric, I've hired my fair share of duds. You get a free pass if he ends up being a dud. Will you please call this man? So he gave me his number, and I called Gerson. And we had a conversation that was about 45 minutes long uh, when I was on a long uh, trip back so, from a, a mobile job. Did you know that you were, like, on the spot? No, I didn't. Oh, really? Seriously? You, you, just, you just figured you were getting a call from Eric Ziegler to talk what? He's like, who? <laughs> Well, just an uh, interview. I didn't know exactly who he was. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, but you were getting a second interview, and you were getting it from, and you knew that he was a trainer tech, right? Uh, Mobile diagnostician. I don't remember if you mentioned that he was a trainer. By the way, okay, we, we can argue all those fine details, but let me ask you this question. How did he do? He did. As an interviewer. <laughs> Oh, he did very well. Oh, good. Are you excited to know that Dave cared at this highest level to bring Eric in the mix? And when he got done with you on the phone, I'm sure you picked up the phone, talked to Eric, and then told, called Gerson and then offered him a job. I'm sure how this all happened within a few days because you were going to Carson City, right? I was in Carson City. Oh, you were there? I was in Carson City. Okay. But h- how this occurred was when I was talking to Gerson at the dinner, he, you know, we talked about goals, okay? And the goal was, in five years, I want to be a master L1 certified technician. And I said, that's a program that we can provide to you, provide you the opportunity, everything. And then Eric picked it up one further, and he said, well, where do you want to be in 10 years? He said, I want to be working for the guy that made me a master tech in five years. As, as I remember the conversation, I asked a couple of cliche questions at the end of the, the phone interview with Kirsten, and I, full disclaimer, was like, I'm not an HR guy, I'm just a technician talking to people, Dave asked me to call you, and I said, can I ask you a couple of questions, where do you see yourself in five years, and where do you see yourself in the next ten years, and he said, ten years? I want to be working at the same shop. I'm tired of moving my family around, I'm tired of traveling around, and I said, what about in five years, and he said, he paused, if I remember right, and said, I'd really like to be an ASE master technician in five years. So I, Dave, when I talked to him, Dave said, you know, what else did he say? And I had this stuff kind of scribbled on the back of an envelope as I was driving down the road. And I said, I asked him where he wanted to be in five years, where he wanted to be in 10 years. And he said, what was his response? And I said, in 10 years, he wants to be working for the same person. And in five years, he wants to be a master technician. To which Dave's response was a long pause and said, well, in very Dave Denman fashion, he said, you got enough time. Do I got enough money to make this man's dreams of being a master technician come true? And I was blown away. And I said, if he's got the skill set and he has, you know, the wherewithal to hang in there and stay in there and keep his head down and work hard, I think he's got what that that intangible thing that you can't put your mind, your you know, that you can't identify to. I think his heart's in the right place. And Carm, you have to understand, this is a just part of the journey that we've come together right. with with Eric and Scott and myself. Because yeah. what was it, Vision two thousand fourteen? We met or two thousand twelve? 
when you did the draft? 13 or 14, I'm okay. guessing. Right. I've, I've been to Vision, and I've only taken one technical class, mm-hmm. and that was these gentlemen's class on common sense approach to drivability and performance. I said, I got to go to that, you know, and that's where uh, I informed Eric as I was talking to him about training and this and that. And he said, well, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Phoenix. He goes, that's a long ways from here. I said, well, they make airplanes. <laughs> so they have literally been on our training agenda, our schedule, our investment. And that's a word that I want to use and make sure everybody understands. It's an investment. It is not an expense. You can't do without it today in the industry. And we have progressed and we've utilizing factory scan tools. Um, and it's, it makes life easier. But in regards to Gerson, he's the second individual that we have now in the shoot. We have Caesar who in 2015 came to work for us, no ASC certifications, no scan tool experience. 2019, he is a um, master L1, uh, has uh, immersed himself into the training like a sponge, AVI online, devoted himself, raised his income from 2018 or 2015 to 2019 by 44%. Um, and He's tenacious. We we Absolutely. have you know this this thing that we've created is just um, it's a full package that allows everybody to grow and benefit and uh, blossom. And you know my friend over there, and he is he, Gerson works for me, but he's a friend. Uh, I've grown to so much respect and admiration for his abilities and his tenaciousness to get in and immerse himself. But he made a statement to me today that he's worked for me eight months, and he said, I've learned more about drivability and performance in eight months than I've learned in 20 years. Right on. I'm sitting here really in awe by the transaction, if you will. And I don't mean that to be in a negative way. Here's a guy willing to pay for performance and willing to pay for training. You guys happen to step to the plate to help out and then was the was the tech mentoring idea uh, a, a, an offshoot of this or really was Dave saying you need to train Gerson you need to train my people you need to keep them in the fold you need to mentor them and where was the genesis of it all <laughs> the genesis of it all these are probably two separate events because we've been going to Dave Scott or myself has been going out there we've been out there 12 14 15 times we go regularly oh, yeah. um now, wait a minute. Did you decide to get another group together to help uh, cover the costs? When, when Eric and I first had the conversation on the mentoring deal, I knew that it couldn't be done by a single shop. So I created a coalition of five shops in Phoenix. And basically, it's affordable. So we, we, we've actually now had three, four on-site classes where we've, uh, we're raising the level of 25 technicians in a marketplace. With a 24-month program. You know, in, in this trend, Scott, tell me if I'm right or wrong, because we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, guys, uh, I, I know at the service professional level, they're bringing in the trainers to their market. The guys are getting together to cover the cost of it. They're saving some money on hotel and airplanes, but they're getting just what they want. Yeah, uh, the especially with the hands-on component, which is part of what the tech mentoring is about, too, is getting in your shop and doing it, doing it hands-on. Uh, getting your hands on the car using the tools instead of just looking at a PowerPoint. It's a really popular thing right now. So this, the small group that, uh, um, Davis put together, five shops or so, 
That works out about right. Last time we had enough people that Eric and I both went, so occasionally we'll both go out there. But they're getting what they want because we broke up into two groups. We worked on physical cars in the shop. We covered, it was all scope stuff last time. So we had like an advanced group and a more beginning group, and we split the split the work in half and uh, went that route. And I think everyone, if I'm not mistaken, was happy from your group and from the other shops that were joining in. I think they're getting what they want. Well, we are. And what we're able to do is control the destiny of the people that work for us. We're able to know and assess their skill level and then grow it. And we've seen, Eric and I have seen that, Scott, uh, with Caesar. I mean, he Absolutely. was a gentleman that had the skill set, but never the opportunity. Given the opportunity, he just... And the assessment the of the industry. The assessment has become part of it too, because we can go in and have the the fresh eyes that come into the shop and, and get an idea for the level that each particular technician's at. Hey, Carm here to highlight why the Napa Auto Care program may be right for you. Let's talk about warranties. How long do you warranty your repairs or services for your customers? Does your warranty cover your customers? anywhere in the country. Now, if you're a Napa Auto Care Center, you have confidence in knowing your customers are covered for 24 months or 24,000 miles nationwide. Now, that's because one of the many benefits of the Napa Auto Care program is the nationwide peace of mind warranty. The nationwide peace of mind warranty provides the best coverage in the industry and it allows your shop to compete with other national brands. It's a written warranty that is honored at more than 17,000 Napa Auto Care Center locations from Florida to California and everywhere in between. Wow, 17,000 locations. That's more than any other automotive repair brand. When you're part of the Napa Auto Care program, no matter where your customers travel, if they experience a problem with a covered repair, they can count on Napa Auto Care to be nearby to get them back on the road. The nationwide peace of mind warranty covers parts and labor on qualifying repairs and services for 24 months or 24,000 miles. And the warranty claim process is easy too. If you're ready to give your customers the security and confidence of a nationwide warranty and provide them with peace of mind, knowing that they are receiving a quality repair or service, especially if they're unable to return to you for warranty, then Napa Auto Care may be right for you. Contact your local Napa Auto Parts store today and learn more about the nationwide peace of mind warranty and the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent automotive repair shops in the country. This is a huge find for me. So you're going in and you're saying, Let, let's assess what we have to do. A skills Great. assessment. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, because they the you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So a technician might think they know a lot of things until they're presented with it and they, they do it hands on, and then all of a sudden they realize, oh, I, I really don't know how to make that connection or how to set that scope up correctly or how to flash that computer. And when we get there and we're doing it hands on with them, we can make all those corrections. And hopefully by the time we're done each trip, we leave and they learn something that maybe they didn't know they needed to learn. Mm. Okay. In regards to Caesar, the thing that I wanted to, to say is that early on, I went out well, well before technician mentoring, but we had one-on-one time with him, and you could tell he was a sponge. He wanted to learn so much. He had such a desire, and he said, told me point blank one time, Eric, someday I'm going to be an advanced level master technician. Well, fast forward, he's worked there three years now. 
I think it was six months ago, Dave uh, called me on the phone and said, guess what happened today? Caesar came walking in my office and I was like, oh man, I hope he didn't leave. And he said, he put something down on my desk and I'm thinking, oh God, I hope it's not a letter of resignation. He said it was the test results. He went under his own volition with no coaching, coaxing from anybody else and decided he was going to take all eight of the ASC certifications. And when he went and passed, he was uh, quite a proud individual. And Dave wanted to share that with me. And it's kind of like having a prodigy in a way. I mean, he did it all on his own. But you, you, you get the pride thing, that light bulb moment as an instructor, as a trainer, that you all you can hope to do is plant the seed. And if people have the right desire in the heart, the right open heart to want to do it, to want to be the best that they can be. That's what we want to nurture. That's what we want to help companies grow their own technicians because there's a huge glut in having super qualified A technicians. Um, a lot of shops have guys that have been with them for a lot of years that are maybe C or B technicians that are really good soldiers that given the right training or opportunities can ascend to that next level. And it's kind of like the term grow your own. And uh, that's exactly what I, what, what I'm writing down here. I mm -hmm. mean, you really, you, you really showed exactly the pathway of how to do that. Well, and the future of our industry is going to be technology that we have trained for and we're able to present to the consumer in an end package with a repaired car. Mm -hmm. And, you know, only so many times I believe that you can tell a customer, we can fix this one, we can't fix that one, do this, do that. Um, that's, you know, the benefit of being around the industry and being in the industry, my journey to drivability and performance and the future of, of six years ago, seven years ago, I called Mark Warren, okay, and a, who um, I've known for, for 25 years. And I said, if a guy's going to stay in the industry for the next five years, five to 10 years, where is he putting his money in investment and scan tools? He said, it's simple, buy OE. That was it. Interesting. That was it. And you, so you agree? Eric? That was the journey. Oh, absolutely. I'm an OE scan tool guy. Yeah, agreed. I got it. I got to ask you a question, Scott, about the course outline and, you know, what you just, what you decided to design for this ten, tech mentoring group. Did you have to, have to change anything that you're currently doing? Uh, that's actually been kind of tough. We did have a, a meeting where we sat down in Atlanta when we were at Auto Mechanica in, I guess that was July or August, whenever that was. And we tried to put down on paper what uh, a structured curriculum, you know, month by month or every other month if we do web meetings in between or something like that. And we tried to put it down in, in structure, but... uh We haven't really followed it to the T yet. It's still a work in progress. And the reason for that is... With the assessment component is we might, we might go into a shop and, and realize that we're not going to jump right in with a, a picoscope class. Your guys might need a basic electrical class first, right, right, right? right? Or, or we might go in the shop and, and they just got a brand new scan tool and they're excited to learn that particular tool. We might as well take advantage of that while it's, they're still fresh, right? You just got the Ford IDS. Okay. Let's do some Ford stuff with the IDS and learn how to, you know, program keys and, and use the scan data graphing functions. There's a couple buttons on that tool, for example, that aren't so intuitive until someone shows you. So you might get that tool and get frustrated the first week you're trying to use it because you can't figure out the buttons. But when someone shows you how they work, here's the button you push to change the time or the scale or, you know, whatever. someone has to show you that. 
So somebody we, was mentioning the assessment part makes it tough. We got somebody justify. was mentioning that it was it was maybe it was you, Eric. You just said if it's every other month, if it's it, how, give me an idea of the timeline that this whole program is on. I mean, how often do you go down to Arizona, guys? Well, let me. We designed it for a twenty month, twenty four month program with with every sixty days there'd be an eight hour on site class, and we're utilizing the off time to allow the participants to help themselves, talk amongst themselves. We have created that group there in Phoenix, um, so that's that's the pathway. Twenty four, twenty four months, and then the twelve visits will be there, and hopefully uh, at the end of that we'll have the gentlemen that are growing and progressing and that. Um, and I think that uh, what, what we've learned is if they're trained in the, in the diagnostic procedures and they have the equipment, and Scott said a key thing, if they know the navigation, they know they get navigation, that's half the battle. And uh, so that's, that's where we're participating. But we are getting feedback from all the garage owners. Um, we had one that was a little testy. We had him come in, sit in on the meeting, and lo and behold, first thing he said walking out the door is, I want, I want the guys for two days when they come to my shop next time. So we're seeing, there, people are seeing value. And it's only fair, probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and two things that I would add is that um, Scott and I and myself, our training is very logical-based. Um there's a lot of stuff. A lot of trainers have a lot of super high technical content about things. I think the niche, at least speaking for myself, that I've carved out in the automotive training industry is, you know, a common sense approach to rather than, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater to actually, you know, there was somebody sent me a quote. Uh, Joe from College of DuPage said in my automotive seminars class a week ago on uh, in Rockford, and he sent me a quote by email, and it was a quote from Henry Ford, and it said, thinking is one of the hardest things to do in life. That's why so few people do it. And uh, it's really when you actually go around the industry and you see um, some of the failures we see, the critical thinking is is a lost art. So I think we start there with that logical process, which is where we met Dave. And when Scott said that we were mapping this all out when we were talking about it in its early inception up around Auto Mechanica, we met with Bill Haas, who's also an alumni member. He had said, you know, you've got to find a way for shops to see value in this. And one of the ways he had suggested was to have a metric that you can apply to it. And that metric was warranty labor. And warranty labor, you always take times two, which I didn't realize because I'm not a management um, style person. I don't own a brick and mortar. And the reason you take it times two is if you have an unbillable hour that say you had, you know, wasted that didn't get billed. There was an hour that you could have charged doing something else. Absolutely. So that's the metric that yeah. I think that um, hopefully that we've been able to bring to, to Dave since our uh, going there that, um, you know, that his warranty labor has gone down and his average ARO has gone up. And I know he's a terribly successful shop in the Phoenix area. So um, I don't want to take all the credit for any of that. But I think that that's one of the benefits yeah. that on the management side that shop owners will see by doing this, by having smarter technicians to clear more cars. But as Bob Greenwood said in our interview at Apex, you have to create a culture of learning. And yeah. I think that's ultimately what Scott and I 
they're trying to do with this is to plant the seeds of learning and not only do the hands-on and the presentation style when we're there, but to create a group. And our goal is ultimately to have a national group to where if we have a group in Arizona, a group in Cincinnati, a group in Jacksonville, Florida, that we can have a Facebook room, a Skype room, something along those lines. So those technicians can network the same way we did at Vision and their strength in numbers. It's not totally open. It's a closed room. And that we can go and we can plant the seeds of saying, say, we told the technician about a relative compression with sync test. You can go to a class and learn about relative compression with sync, but you're not just going to go and put it in place on the first car you work on. It's going to be a perfect scope capture, right? So we're talking about having some... I don't like the word homework, but some after work after it's, the it's thing. It's the only way to learn. Yeah, it's got to go. And then be able to, instead of having to go back out to Arizona and say, oh, okay, show me those scope captures you did, harness the power of leveraging the technology of it with the Ethernet to actually go and be able to send those PS data files to Scott or myself. And one of the things that everybody we talked to who used Jeremy O'Neill, who used Bill Haas, anything like that, all of them, almost to the person, said the thing that they looked forward to the most was that monthly one-on-one one phone call or contact Mm -hmm. with their mentor. So we're going to try to have a component to where we can have either a go-to-meeting, a Slack, a Skype, uh, something. something that we can do that where we can actually go and say, hey, let's look at those waveforms while we're you know, working with the technician. And if they still can't get it and they're on the car and it's a laptop-based tool, we can use TeamViewer and log in. Okay, so Dave, from your perspective... Um, I, I loved what Eric said that there's follow up and follow through. And I, I want you to tell me, what do you think about investing in not, not only this product? I really want to know from trainer's perspective, from the technician's perspective and the owner's perspective. We've pretty much, you know, we could go on for an hour and talk about this, but I think we got the essence of what you're doing from your perspective. Putting this, the mentoring program together and spending additional time, you're willing as a shop owner to invest in that mentoring piece, yes? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you said the key word, it's an investment, it's not expense. We're benefiting, uh, you know, on the field, in the field, day-to-day operations with quicker diagnostics, accurate diagnostics, more satisfied customers. We're known in our community as the go-to guys that can fix it. Um, I mean, we've talked about Caesar. We've talked about how he's progressed. I'll give you one vehicle, diesel, Ford pickup that had been to five shops. The guy spent thousands of dollars on it, wasn't repaired, still doing the same thing. The repair bill left. It was $1,450, and there was not a part on the car. We fixed the broken wire. You're satisfied with how the program is progressing. You're getting value from it. Did you implement that metric, though, that warranty metric at all? Oh, yeah. And? It's down 40%, 45%. Okay. So, so it's I mean, working? It's working. I mean, it, it, but it's, you know, it's constantly refined. I mean, you know, as we go on to see the struggles, we listen to the other garage owners and feedback. But that is one of the benefits of working in this arena with these gentlemen is these technicians get to know their trainers and they get to know their mentors and they feel comfortable and they've got a place of familiarity. 
that they don't have to apologize. They don't have to ask questions. Hey, I'm in the midst of this. I'm in a struggle. Here's the files. What do you think? I'm going to step outside the box. Come back, coach. Show me where to, where you want me to hit the ball to. You know, it, it looks to me, Scott, like there's no set curriculum. Because when you do the assessment and you figure out where you need to get and go and you've got 25 guys in the group and you've got mentoring at all different levels, you guys got to almost be, you know, n- nimble on your feet as you move through this. Yeah. Well, the, the first time we went out, uh, Dave flew us both out and this is before the tech mentoring thing was really going on. I forget what year that actually was. Uh, but he kind of surprised us because the first day we were there, he's like, all right, I just want you guys to wander around and observe my operation. We're going like, well, we thought we were coming to teach you guys. So no, smart. I want you to wander around and just Ugh. pay attention I mean, to what's going on and tell me what you think. How smart. So then we're back at the hotel at night sitting down making notes and going, okay, this, that. And it, it took us aback a little bit because we didn't really realize we, it caught us completely off guard. And afterwards, I mean, then we sat down and had meetings with Dave. We actually had breakfast one day with his text and Dave said, I'm not going to be there. I want smart. you to talk to my technicians, smart but I want them to, to tell you the truth. So if that's going to happen, I got to be out of there. Yeah. And so then we had a me and then we, you know, had a couple other, we did with some technical training as well. Uh, but it really, and that's kind of where this all started for you because we're doing more than just training your techs technical stuff. Yeah. You know, we're helping with other issues and now it's mostly technical, but we're helping with other issues. Maybe a little communication between techs and service writers. He'll ask us questions about what does he think about uh, my system or here's how my system works with the different colored sheets of paper and so over the way he implements things. And mm-hmm. since then now uh, you're doing DVI as well? Yeah, we we uh, using the Mitchell One uh, Pro with the AutoServe One. That's another benefit of technology. The average RO went up $75. Uh, but, you know, I'm sitting here, Carm, thinking about the first vision, the first trainer, Bob O'Connor, teaching us in 1992 to sell diagnostics. Mm. He was a visionary. He was. Pun intended. He was. I know. He was. <laughs> but you, you think about that. I mean, I started in business in 1980, first year they put a computer in a car, 1992. You know, the guys are still trying to take the light bulbs out or, you know, Put tape over the lights and things like that. And Bob's, hey, you know, this is not going away. You know, technology has arrived. And so whether you, we weren't using laptops, we were using MCA sunscopes and everything under the sun. But, you know, I had an experience and I should, I want to share this. So the first computer comes out in 80. I'm down about midway through the year at a Buick dealership. Old crusty technician walks in with the old can ECM GM, throws it across the part counter, throws the guy, I need one of these. I'm standing there and I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'm going to venture out here. I said, how do you know it's bad? He goes, hang around 15 minutes, I'll tell you. Plug it in. If it works, I'm good. So, you know. Part swapping went on for a long time in this and and still is alive and well, unfortunately. Attested that. (laughs) The the one thing that I wanted to add to that with his comment with uh, when they were talking about the keynote about how long it it has been here, and it's the 27th year of vision. um, 
this is a pretty special place for me, and it's special in a lot of ways because I've met so many lifelong friends here. Um, I would not have my association that I've got with Dave Denman. If I had not got with Dave Denman, I don't know that I necessarily would have had technician mentoring. If I hadn't met Harvey Chan, I don't know that I would have had technician mentoring. Um, it's a really special place that I've met really special, super generous people. Um, and one of the things about going to Arizona when uh, before tech mentoring, we never knew what we were going to do. I actually went to Arizona once, and it was the second week in December. I worked Friday at the shop, and it was Saturday. And Dave and I had dinner Friday night, and he usually details what he wants the next day. And he didn't say. We met for breakfast Saturday morning. We got to the shop. We're walking around. He says, come on. So what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to go with me. We're going to take a ride. I said, we're going to take a ride. We got a car. We got a test drive. He goes, no, you and I are going to have some fun. And I go, okay, we're going to go hit golf balls. We go in the shooting range. What are we doing? He goes, you'll see. And we went down to um, an area where he has an annual Christmas party every year. Dave has a uh, coalition that actually feeds the homeless once a month. And we gave out 75 bicycles to needy people at Christmas. And uh, it was it was a pretty cool thing. It was a pretty... Uh, I don't know, out-of-the-box thing that you don't see from a lot of people. And he said, now, wasn't that more fun than training some technicians? Let's go back and let's talk some shop. Let's learn some people some stuff. So um, it's Dave is one of many, many generous people that attends this conference. Um, we've seen the generosity in the story of Stormy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we've yeah. met so many outstanding people, so many young, talented people. We're happy for this year, for this to be Gerson's first-time attendee, and he is one of 536 people. Nice. So you're on, baby. So tell me a couple of things. First of all, what do you think of Vision so far? Oh, I love it. It's a, it's a great experience, and... I've met a lot of great people, and like Eric was saying, you you build relationships, you know, whether it's with mentors, um, shop owners, uh, other technicians. So yeah. you may not know it, but you're building lifelong friends. Yes. And, and you're going to have to figure that out here in a few years, right? Yes. Cool. Now, let's talk about, first of all, is this the first time you've heard the behind-the-scenes story of how this whole thing started? No. Okay, so you know the deal, right? So let me put you on the spot. Is it working? Are you having any fun? What are the rest of the guys saying? Um, yeah, I'm having fun. Um, are you learning anything? I'm learning a lot. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about it, Carm, I went from being a, what everybody knows as, a mechanic to a technician. And... The difference to me is a mechanic can be anybody. They can turn nuts and bolts, left or right. Um, a technician has to know how tight the nut has to go or if it's too loose, if there's a torque, if it's connected to a wire. So it becomes more technical. And you have to pay you know, close attention to, to what you're doing. And then you become an electrician, and it, it, there's a lot. You know, it's not just about the nuts and bolts. Are you in the mentoring program? Is he in the mentoring program? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay, tell me about that. I mean, what, what do you like about it? Uh, the com camaraderie. Okay. Um, and, you know, I mean, these guys take time from, from their lives to come and teach us. And the time and the patience that they have to, 
to teach one of you know each one of us about the trade it's it's just amazing and and i love it because you're you're walking right behind them in their footsteps so what they learn they're passing it on and you know caesar's putting it in practice i'm i'll be putting it in practice and you know hopefully i keep coming to vision and who knows maybe i'll be a speaker or whoa Something, I don't know. Whoa. The opportunity is big. One man gathers what another man spills. Yes, and you know what? I'm so happy to see. I mean, here's, here's a youth and a big thinker, by the way. And, and it, it, some of what you guys are doing are rubbing off on Gerson. Well, l- let me tell you about this young man's intuition. Halfway through the first day here, he looked at me and said, this isn't a convention, it's a culture. Absolutely. So his insight mm. is marked spot on. I, I also, you know, he's been with us eight months, no exposure to scan tool. Just before coming here, Gerson took a 2010 focus with the electronic steering, R&R the steering, went in, used his factory scan tool, reset the steering angle, reset everything, aligned the vehicle, and down the road it went. And that's eight months into our program. Were you a tech before eight months ago? No. I mean, this is even more special. He was a mechanic. Well, I mean, he worked on Oh, vehicles. okay. Oh, he I did. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> he didn't okay. work at a Kmart or whatever selling suits. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. You, I He's dragged. an industry professional. He, he was a Walmart greeter. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But okay. you make a fine Walmart greeter. <laughs> but I, I think to his experience, though, David told me that he was working at an RV shop, was putting, you know, leaf springs on, um, you know, in the parking lot and jack stands and stuff like that. And I've, I've done that. Oh, I was sure. a suspension mechanic years and years ago. It is hard, hard work. Yep, yep. And, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Dave's. If you ever get to Glendale, stop by and see. I will. It is a, um, it's a beautiful facility. The toolboxes are all custom made. Um, they're built in. Um, the, the, the garbage cans are powder coated the same color as the, uh, the toolboxes. Oh, there boy. are no equipment on the floor other, right. th- other than the. I need a picture. I love it. I've got them. Hey, um, <laughs> what's next, Scott? That's a tough one. Um, since this, we're just starting to roll this out more to the public, Dave being the, the beta uh-huh. basically shop, as you will. You, you actually the mean the Glendale area, the, the Phoenix Glendale, area. The, that group is, is beta. Correct. And, and how far deep in it are you? Well, that's, we're a couple years in that. And, and then the way we're working the, with the curriculum, getting the website going, that's kind of the public rollout okay, really uh, this weekend. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's the first, I mean, the website just went live last week. Okay. Um, been passed out a couple t-shirts and business cards and talking to people and trying to get other groups in other areas of the country. So the marketing part of it is right there. It's going to happen. You know that. Other alumni have already expressed interest. Sir, um, right, Jeremy right. O'Neill had yeah, said something yeah. about putting some stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be, it could be, you know, a symbiotic thing to where both management <laughs> trainers, we talked to Bill Haas about this, that like, so we get the technician side of things mm-hmm. whipped in, but yet the management side needs, you know, some fine tuning or whatever we suggest. Like maybe you, you, you know, contact Bill and it's beneficial for Bill or Bill sees that the management side is right, but the 
shop needs some fine tuning, he suggests something to us. Maybe the service riders need a little fine tuning. Maybe that's something Jeremy does. Maybe DVI is something that is new to people. Then, you know, you've got Chris or the people from Bolt On or, you know, any, there are a myriad of different companies that sell that technology. But I think it could be really good. We spoke with some really cool people that did technician recruiting um, from uh, Find a Tech was, yep. was yep. Uh, Jay was yep. one Jay, of them. Yeah, and yeah. the other was... He's been on the show. SP2. SP2 was yeah. the other one. Yeah, and Holt, and yeah. we, yep. we had talked to both those guys about it. And so I think that and they were very progressive people. They said there's enough room in the space. And I thought about oh. it. There really is. There's a ton of room. There's a ton of room in the space. And it's good for the industry because like Bob Greenwood said, you are creating a culture of yeah, learning. Yeah. And the creating the culture, just like Gerson identified this place, is a culture of of people that are like-minded. And I always say, if you're shooting baskets with the third-grade kid next door on an eight-foot basket, and you've got two and a half feet on him or whatever, and you're dunking on him, that's no big deal. Till his dad, who's 6'4", and played a couple of uh, seasons with Notre Dame before he blew his knee out, comes out, you better bring your A game, right? That's what vision does. That's what being around like-minded people, I think, elevates your game, right? And when there's the difference between internal mentoring and external mentoring, there's a lot of buzzword about grow your own and shops doing mentoring of their own in-house. So say you've got an ATAC and you, so you take your ATAC and say, hey, take this CTAC, take him under your wing and make him an ATAC. Well, if it's a flat rate shop, I'm here to tell you, most ATACs are going to be, hey, it took me 30 years of my career to learn this. Let him learn it on his own. Why am I going to give him the economic ball bat to beat me over the head with, right? That's just... That's just the way that is. Or say the other way you go is you say, say to try to do in-house mentoring and you've got a really good tech, but he's got a short fuse or he's not the best instructor, right? So then mentoring doesn't work quite so well. That's why I think external mentoring and the folks, uh, uh, the way that Scott and I come in, we're impartial to it. We're not in the day in and day out drama of the shop, for lack of a better term. Well, but there's no doubt that the external mentoring that you're building goes way beyond what a what a mentor mentee would be like in a shop because you literally have a career path or you, you have an opportunity to do, well, you know, I guess the, the internal would be just in time training. Your guys is more structured. Absolutely. And yeah. are, are you playing flat rate? Yes. Okay. And it, and it works. Is that, is that the reason you wanted to go external mentoring? Because you couldn't find the right guy inside to do it? No. Okay. No, All no, right. no, no. I, I, I'm a believer in going outside the box and bringing people in. It's just like Gerson did not attend either one of these gentlemen's classes they don't need this to. weekend because yeah. I wanted him to see a different view, yeah, yeah. a different presentation style, whatever the information. I didn't, but let me, this works with what these gentlemen bring to the table that help elevate your technicians. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you have to have the front office in queue, ready to go and be able to stand in front of the consumer for the technician and explain why we're charging these testing, these analyst fees, why it's important that I can't take your car out, have the guy read the code because you've been to five shops, you've spent $2,000, and now you want me to fix it. This is where we start, and this is what we need in approval up front. I mean, in that scenario, 
our minimum charge would be 300 but you got to approve up to five because we're not pulling him out from underneath the hood when he runs out we yeah. want to make sure you're a player here and but people today the consumer will pay for quality testing and results of the car being repaired and they won't question you okay sophisticated shop smart at the counter selling things right he's got to have the, the back room's got to be like at at the highest level. Yeah, the, men, the mentoring part of it for our, for what we're doing anyway is if he's going to sell that high end product, which is really what it is, and get a good but fair money for it, yeah. he's got to have the product to back it up. Yeah, he does. So he's got to have the technicians that have that technical ability that can then keep up with the new factory scans that they purchase, or some of the other tool examples or techniques that we teach, mm-hmm. or the logical processes. So they justify and they they feed one another. Yeah, let me bring something up that's important that I've totally went away. Out of all this that's going on, everything's expensive. Our our subscriptions to the websites are about 12,000 a year for the different make, model, and year, and that. So I started thinking, how am I going to get my money back? You know, on top of the diagnostics, I got, I need the diagnostic money to pay the technician. So I, implemented about four years ago every time we touch a scan tool on top of the diagnostic fee we charge a technical information access fee $28 okay last year we collected approximately $27,000 which paid for new tooling new new scan tools and it allows us to invest for the future and also pays a portion of the training how about the sub- subscription that covered that? Uh, covered yeah. that, yeah. Got it. Yeah. But I thought I was making getting ahead of the ball, but then the supplier of the scan tool says, well, this one's out of date and this one's out of date. So, you know, what you normally were paying, you're 10000 for down today, this year 17000 But and you got the money. Who else is doing that? That's also, if you if you look back at other, like shop, again, I'm not a shop management trainer or anything like that, but you look at like, um, shops that put like an environmental fee that is exactly. a percentage that's, that's that is paying thing, yeah. for your oil filter crusher, your oil filter disposal, shop waste supplies. oil, shop supplies, you know, that kind of stuff, chemicals, and, and then that is added on in a metric in every work order. And Dave just wow. took that same yeah, principle yeah. and did it well, very the, smartly. Yeah, the software allowed, it, uh, allowed us to put the line item on the bottom. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so, but... Again, you know, this is all about the end user, the consumer. And when you're able to satisfy the consumer and give them what they want disguised as what they need, then it's a home run. Well, I've been so inspired by this. Uh, would you guys come back in a, say, say in a year and let's, where are we? Let's do an update. Sure. Absolutely. Right. Could we well, do that? I challenge you to, to interview Caesar at ATE. Oh. He's the gentleman that started four years ago that's now the master that this uh, gentleman stepped into his footsteps. I'm not going to be at AT. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we can do we, it. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. do it. We'll do what we have to do. Any final words? Um, maybe if I could plug the website. Sure, go ahead. Easy as in my initials, techmentors, M-E-N-T-O-R-S dot com is the website. And uh, anybody who's interested, anybody who's got any questions, we'd love them to reach out and... Uh, Thank get a hold you. of us and have a discussion about this, and uh, we'll see where this goes. I just, uh, like I said, I, I always feel like I'm kind of on hollowed ground here because we have so many special people. We talk about the stormy um, 
influence of Stormy Gashi when we went and so much money was raised for that uh, young girl and she ended up not needing a pediatric heart transplant. Uh, we have another individual here today who is uh, a technician um, student who <laughs> he might not, may not like this, but I've dubbed him the 40-year-old virgin because he's a mil- uh, military member, served uh, his country proudly in the Marine Corps, and I don't know what industry he came from. Scott could probably tell you that a little bit more, but he was a displaced job worker, and in our industry where we have people that are running for the door at age 39 or 40, and we can't get 18 and 20-year-old people into our industry at 38 or 39 years old, he entered the auto technician program at Kishwaukee College where Scott is an instructor and Scott was able to place him with Marty Fay with MotorWorks who's a really quality guy who's nurtured a lot of technicians in the DeKalb area and he said to Scott I really want to come to Vision I'm coming to Vision um, one way or the other I've saved all my money I'm going to come to Vision and um, Scott actually said there are some mechanisms in place to help people who really have heart and desire one of them is the Harvey Chan Memorial scholarship. So Scott wrote an application with him for it and uh, presented it to Sherry. And we'll find out tonight whether or not he's actually, uh, I know he's a finalist. We'll find out whether he's the winner. And all that's coming up in a few minutes. All this is coming up in a few minutes. And And on top of that, the other component of this, when I get to meet this individual, I find out that Scott says, did you know that he has a child? He has a little boy named Mattis who has uh, pediatric cancer. Leukemia. Leukemia. And Scott very generously had said that he is going to, if we raise the $5,000 for this GoFundMe page that Scott has set up for this little boy, Scott is going to shave his head. And he, had, we talked to Sherry about it, and Sherry said, you know, there's no solicitation policy at Vision. And we said, hey, we want to be within our, our lines on this. And she said, you can do whatever you want. I'm here to tell you that we've had an outpouring of love here at Vision for this um, child. There was an individual that just handed me several hundred dollars cash leaving Scott's class, did not want to be noted, did not want to be. He said, here, give this to Scott is what he said. Get it to that little boy. So Vision Cares, there's a lot of big-hearted people here. Um, a lot of people bash our industry and uh, like wouldn't want their kid to work in it. I am very proud to know people like Gerson, to know people like Caesar, to know people like Dave who care enough about his people and not only just care about the people who work for him, care about the people in his community, to give out 75 bicycles every year at Christmas, to want a month go and feed people who are less fortunate to feed the homeless. I've known Dave to go through McDonald's and say, give me, how long would it take me to make a hundred cheeseburgers? And they go, what? And he's like, you want a cheeseburger? He says, no, I want a hundred of them. Can I get a hundred fries too? And could you bag them all up for me? And they said, how long will it take? Well, it'll take 25 minutes. I'll be back through. Peel off a couple hundred bucks, pay for the McDonald's, and then go to a seedier part of Phoenix where, uh, because it's so warm and it's a problem everywhere that people live on the streets and Dave has been known to hand out McDonald's cheeseburgers and French fries and bottles of water to people. So that's the kind of people you meet around here at Vision. God bless you, Dan. Hey, guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, Carmen. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time...